September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. Ah! Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dance Moms After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dance Moms After Show. Hey everyone, it is Giselle Ugardi here, and we are doing a, another recap of Dance Moms. But it's a little different this week because we're off the dance floor, and it's the reunion part one. I don't know, was the reunion really necessary? Yes, of course I mean, it was. I, really I mean, no, it. Uh, not at all. Well, uh, I'll let my co-hosts introduce themselves on my left, as always. Hey everyone, Jason J. Carter here. Over here, Brooke Papinga. Ryan Allen Creo, how you doing? And joining us once again in the studio, we have Chris Canjiro, model, dancer, actor. He's so handsome. He's worked with Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, many, many more, and hopefully much more in the future. Thank you for being yes, here. Of course, just I so, love being here. He's so pretty, this one. He's and so he smells pretty. amazing. <laughs> you make me blush over here. But really, you guys, was the reunion absolutely necessary? I mean, I think we should just have them in our studio every week. They've basically been covering everything that we've talked about this season. I mean, come on. I think it for sure it was it was definitely I guess for me watching the show you always see the moms really just screaming and yelling and you only get tidbits of their actual personality but tonight you got to see them be really candid and very very detailed about their relationships with each other and their relationship with Abby because we were always seeing them intermingled with their children so it was always that extra, that added element and tonight we got to meet them and to really get an insight into their lives outside of the dance studio some personal things I, I hadn't seen before so yeah I, th- I think it, it definitely I wouldn't say it's necessary but it was a nice addition to this show in a way to into it at the end of the season, I guess. I agree with you in the sense that I like that they talked about some of the happy stuff because they never even uh, mm-hmm. I think I forget which mom said it, but they said they never show the happy stuff or them having fun. So I appreciate that yeah. too. But I also think that these shows have been done a hundred times reunion shows, and I think that they could have done it. I don't know a little bit more pizzazz or like yeah. had the girls come out and do like a show or like do it like do it like at a full dance hall in front of like a studio audience. I think would be more. I don't know. I'm just a little bit more creative. I think. No, I agree oh. with you, Ryan and. For those viewers, though, I think it was a good recap for people who might have missed uh, part of the season. And also, it was a good chance to either confirm or decide differently about how you think about these moms. Yeah, like I said, it gave them an it gave us more of an insight to their personality and let them speak mm-hmm. um, without, well, with, with people interrupting them. But however, <laughs> that will never happen on this show. But Ever. you got to really know them and get a little bit 
um, more emotion from them, I guess, besides just the drama and cadence that we normally see every week. I felt like we got to see little bits and pieces of them getting personal and them showing softer sides or them seeing fun sides. But anytime that would happen, I felt like they got cut off and then it'd be like, oh, no, we, right. too, was we're very, too happy right now. It was very sharp, right? It was very like... And it was a little too... Like, blunt. Yeah. It was, like, it, it was a little too wannabe Andy, Andy Cohen, I right. thought. Oh, you know, right. even even down to the like kind of outfits. I don't know what was going on. It was Although very I will early say, like Real Housewives reunion. Like, yeah. You know, season one, season two of the OC. Yeah, but I will say that they cleaned up very nicely. Yeah. You know, they looked a little well-rested. I thought Holly looked beautiful. Which moms did you guys like the best? I mean, well, the lighting in that place, lighting does wonders on people. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> the video lights in the Afterbus studio are right. fabulous. We were just talking about how cute we look. I know. Um, <laughs> I really like, I'm um, Ryan in, in, in um, with your question, I'm sorry. I thought Holly looked great. I thought Holly looked, I mean, that rouge she had going on, the nails, she looked slamming. What I would like to see Holly wearing, I know Holly, you're watching, next reunion, if they can give you a nice slick back ponytail and some oh. fake lashes sick right uh, like a clipboard you know just, just like you know right. to me. and her teeth are those pearly whites i mean holly hands down She's beauty beautiful. queen yes i thought christy looked great i like the little like side thing and she was what was like an orangish color yeah. no, mm-hmm. i'm not that gay and she had like little sparkles <laughs> there was a lot of bling going on whoa. i mean they're dance moms I mean, Abby Lee had more bling than I don't. It was like she was wearing this whole thing. I think those are those are cubic zirconias. I don't think those are bling. Well, I, that, that I, is, yeah. that's, isn't that's that kind true. of the definition of bling, though? No, like, I feel like bling's like not real. No, when you get iced out, I was gonna say depends ice, where you're at. Ice yeah. is maybe you can answer this question. You got ice. I don't. I don't own any bling. I'm not from the hood. I don't know. I've never been iced out before. The only ice I know is the slush I had earlier today. No, but I mean, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's tons of bling going on yes, there. Yes, and that, or is those, that costume jewelry. No, those are actually those are diamonds. See? So I mean, Ooh. but yeah, I, oh, I have a trained eye. Yes, Rue. Well, I mean, you make five million a year. You better. So have that's my point. Like the bling nowadays is very. You can put it on like costume jewelry, but it is bling. Like oh, this is like you know seventy five thousand dollars, but it's plastic with diamonds on. Kelly, it. I feel like Kelly had the realest bling on though. That Tiffany and then the earrings. I mean, she was just dusted. <laughs> what about Chris, you? What do you think? Brooke, Brooke's like I thought Melissa. I liked the little sparkly. Bodice, I guess she you had would a little cleavage going. She yeah, had <laughs> sparkly shoes, and she's very composed. You know, like she was it's a very, children's show. Very composed. I just enjoyed that about her oh, all around. Looks like we have a caller. Sorry to cut you up. Oh. Caller, are you there? At the tone, please record your message <laughs> when you finished recording. Really? Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Come on, guys. Why do you tell, call who again. Back Although I will say, yes, I forgot to tease the very beginning. We have Tanya calling in, Justice's Ooh, mom. Wow. Redhead. Former Candy Apple. If you <gasps> listened to us last week, we broke the news yes, that Justice is no longer a Candy Apple. Right. And so hopefully. You got some um, screen time tonight, today, too. She a was little saying, bit. Yeah, a little, a little you know, something, something. That's like uh, Kathy's like, secret weapon when she like, is going toe to toe with uh, Abby. Her boom. Yeah. She's got the yeah, she has justice. And it's her Maddie. <laughs> I guess you could say. Right. And he's got the penis points. Oh, that's I mean, <laughs> Why is it so inappropriate? It's not inappropriate. I know. Well, because if we scream vagina point, it sounds weird. It's like like those um, bag yeah, of commercials, Hail like, the V. <laughs> kids are in bed right now. It's all right. It's past nine. Well, that too, but at the same time, it's like. And his mother's girls, about to be on. The, yeah, but I'm sure she knows it too. Maybe so we'll have to ask her. We'll about save the JJ it. points next week then. JJ no, points. but the thing is, the reason why there's the added penis points to justice is because 
boys aren't the ones that are always seen at dance competitions. That's why he gets the special points. Why does he get special points? No. Because he's a boy. Gee, we're saying, but this is the term penis point. You can say male points or boy points or guy points, but you say penis points. You know, right, you, it's just like, like that. wow. It's it's just, they're, feeling, they're feeling I've harassed, right? Years, so. It's an alliteration. Yes. Gotcha. It's they're feeling, they're feeling harassed, Giselle. We better... <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? It's time. Let's get right into the recap of this reunion. Well, before that, I just think that maybe you guys were talking about how great Holly looked and everything. Do you think she might uh, don a afro next week? I think no way, not after tonight. I mean, no, not at all. Uh, We'll get into that too because I I did actually appreciate Abby's explanation for that. So um, we're going to start off by uh, talking about the one and only Abby Miller. Yes, (laughs) and you know she said some interesting things. She said, you know, these days kids get trophies for being born, and she also talked about how the dance moms—they're this is their time to spend with their kids. But I mean, what do you think about these dance moms? Holly left her job. Melissa works at the studio. They're there all the time, and as we found out tonight, the girls that are dancing are not necessarily their only children. So what well, are we thinking about this? Holly herself admitted that this is like a dysfunctional family. And I thought it was interesting how Abby piped in, and I can create a new family or create another family. What did she mean by that? And, you know, everyone's I, replaceable. Right. And she's saying there will always thing. be new students and right. she could always cultivate new talent. It's a revolving. Although new. it's an arrogant thing to say, especially when those are your kids. And those are your paying clients. And supposedly yeah. family. That They've grown lost. up together. <laughs> I, think, I think Abby's point that she said that sort of like stuck out was that she she said that she was the only child, which I didn't know that either. And so maybe that's um, why. Easy she... on the only children. Oh, so you're the only child too? I am. That explains child. a lot. That oh, explains I hate, a lot. I hate that response when people say it that. It does explain a lot. We'll discuss that later in the after show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I. A thing about the family, whatever, like, because you know, this show is going to go on forever. It has great ratings, but, like, the girls are going to get replaced as they get older. Like, the storyline, you know, that's going to happen. Right. But the reason why they all are there all the time, too, they're all getting paid. This is mm-hmm. just very lucrative for all of them. All yeah. the kids are getting paid, all the moms are getting paid. If that was, that's a great job for them. Could you, I, would you rather be the principal of the school and away from your kid, or at least I can be with one of my kids and make more money and like go on like fun trips and experiences like, and, and be on a, TV? Right, it's a great job. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I grew up in a dance studio too. These moms, this is nothing new. Just we're now we're broadcasting it to America. The exactly. end. It's, it's been going on for decades. But as far as your question, your question was two parts about the dance moms, and you asked us about Abby Miller. Abby, I I dig Abby because it takes a, a lot of balls. I mean, balls of steel to stick by your beliefs and how you feel about things, and to run a business with a take no prisoners attitude and still be successful at it, regardless of. I mean, this is this is a hostile, heightened, hyper environment. And Abby will tell these moms, point blank to the period, you can kiss my big ass. Take your child and go. I don't care how dope your child is. And it's always period, penis, and balls with these people. What is going on on this side of the table? We're living on the dance floor, okay? And tonight, Well, as a mother of almost four children who is married, I still think that Abby does not understand the commitments that these women have to their husbands and other children. And I still think that Abby could handle a little bit of the children on her own without the moms constantly being there every single minute. Sure. That they would be fine, that they would develop into wonderful dancers, that they would still win. I think it's great that the moms are there. How many hours a week do they are they there? Are they there 30? Are they there 20? A lot. Um, a lot, probably. At least I mean, over 20. they've got other 20. children and other... I think it's okay to have other kids and balance your life and have your husband. And, and Holly had said something about she doesn't want 
mothers or women to feel like they can't have it all, but it is hard to have it all and do it all at the same time. Huh. Sometimes Jason, there's a time and a season for everything. No, I, I have a twin brother, an older brother, and a little sister. Were they all in dance classes? Or I was the only one. So and see, that's, that's exactly the thing. So with the cameras there or not, families all over you know the world are doing this. We're like someone's a bas- baseball practice, someone's doing sure. pageants. Like it, there's, families are separated by this thing, anyways, but kids have to have extracurricular activities. And with or without the cameras, there would be just as much drama because there's always dramatic that's parents. But sure. do the parent always need to be in the dance studio no, while you're having your class? You don't need no. to be there. My parents always drop me it's off. It's by and never participate in any of that drama. Agreed. And, and, you know, I'm still dancing, so it has nothing to do with that, but I think for the show's sake and the reality TV, they need to be there. Well, and it is called Dance Moms. Right. Because in most dance studios, there's not, like, a full window. And if there's, there's blinds not to see. But, like, in figure skating, you're in a rink, so all the moms are watching practice the and freezing their ass sports, off. right or if you're like you know if you play football if you play basketball you know they're sitting on the court you can yeah. watch but like a lot of practices in different sports and disciplines are cut off like the parent you can come to the games but like this is private time to, for them to focus so they're not getting distracted and everything yeah. else I did appreciate how Christy was talking about that Chloe has tried other, other things besides dance how she tried soccer and basketball and piano and she wanted to be able to give her the opportunity to be able to say that she at least tried those things or you know to be able to give her child those different opportunities, which was nice because, you know, I think a lot of people think that the moms are forcing their kids to dance or this is the only thing that they're doing or that it is more of that, you know, toddlers and tiaras where the kids have no power and no say. And so it was refreshing to see that. Do you think it's wrong to force your kids, though? Because I think when you're at nine, I think everyone sort of, not everyone, but a lot of people are like, I want to go play with my friends. I don't want to be here. I think until they're like 16 or something, but you should force your kids yes, to do it's something. Wrong. Yeah, Otherwise, to you're going to quit. Maybe you should rephrase the question. Is it wrong to force them to do something they don't like to do? I think once they commit exactly. to something that they do like to do, it's you important to them. have them you yeah. know, say, you, you know, you'll play with your friends later. This is your practice right, time. And but commit if you, to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the but problems you know. I face as a teacher is that the students always, oh, I have cheerleading, I have kick line, I have this, I have that. There's Coming with knee braces from kick line. And we're like, listen... Like, all I did was dance. I mean, I've tried other things, but I found my passion, and I mm-hmm. st- stuck with it, and I committed to it, and I didn't try all these other things. And it's like, why not commit to something? Because then you're letting your team down. You're letting Abby down, you know? And at the end also, of the day, she's there to help you. Christy said that she didn't, that the reason why her daughter is, I'm sorry, Chloe, is um, she didn't have that growing up, that she lived with her grandparents. She wanted to give her daughter something that she never had, that she didn't get the chance to go out and want. She, wanted, she said she wanted to dance. She wanted to be mm-hmm. on the dance floor, and she couldn't do that. So for her daughter, for her daughter, of course, you know, living vicariously through her children, it was a dream come true for her. You know, and in, in, in answering your questions, it wrong to push your kids I I'm glad I was pushed I no matter how hard I fought against it I'm glad I had someone to kick my ass and make me do it because I wouldn't be as amazing as in what I do today if I didn't have that so I think there's a, there's a fine line between you know being forcing your child and really giving them that encouragement and really giving them that tough love but Chloe likes to dance though so it's yeah. okay in that instance for instance if Brooke decides I want to sing or if Paige decides I want to model rather than dance then I don't think you should force the child to do an activity that they don't want to do. I see other sides of it, though. For instance, myself, you know, I played the piano for tears, and I literally Mm -hmm. just hated it. And looking back now, I wish my parents would have forced me, because I really would have enjoyed to do that. I think a lot of people are like that. Like, yeah, I was a diver, but, like, I just got, it was so cold, and then, like, God, I wish I would have stuck with it. I think a lot of people that get older, they have regrets that their parents didn't sort of, and enforce maybe Mm -hmm. isn't the right word, but maybe encourage more force. Well, how many hours a week, though, would you have played piano? I mean, I probably make 10 hours a week. You know what I mean? It's not crazy, but like I was just like over it. But you also have to think about there's there's a fine line too because it's one thing if you're trying to force your kid to do something. For example, if they're little and have no ability and you're just making them do 
you know, the same thing. And I think that's why I mentioned toddlers and tiaras. It's because, you know, at two, three years old, they don't have a personality. They don't have a talent. They, they can't even really formulate sentences. So they're really just dressing up their child and making them something that they're not really. Right. Versus here, when you're executing a talent and at such a young age, you know, and I think with me, I, I was the same way. I did piano for a little while, and at times I wish that my parents would have made me stick with it. But let's be honest, if I don't have any passion or interest about it, I'm not going to practice. I'm going to waste my teacher's time. I don't really want to be there. And I think, if anything, that's something that develops, is that you know, for example, Brooke, she is very talented, and Paige, they're both very talented, but if they're just not there, then right. maybe they do need to find something. They even something. mentioned that tonight. Sorry, they even mentioned that Paige, they thought that her spirit was broken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, what, what would you do in that situation? Would you be like, all right, Paige, maybe you shouldn't dance anymore, when this is obviously a great opportunity for her. Maybe she dances in another environment. This isn't the only place where they can dance. Thank you, yeah. exactly. And she's not the only choreographer and director that produces professional dancers, either. These kids could easily... Okay, that's one thing I never understood about studio dancers is that these kids back home... I have kids that I used to teach that are like now when they were like 10, 11, 12, they're now like 18, 17, and they stopped dancing and came back to it, and they're even more sickening now because now they want to do it. And now it's... it's Abby, I think Abby makes it seem like if these kids don't dance with her, that's this is the end of the road for them. And like you just said, there's so many other avenues and venues for them to dance, and so many different choreographers. Sorry, I'm, all, I'm away from my mic. My bad. Sorry. Um, that they can grow from. I think... Check. Um, maybe Abby <laughs> Miller might be a little stifling. Maybe she may be making these kids stagnant a little bit instead of letting them go out and experience other choreographers and have new experiences to blo- blossom their dance world and grow their dance experience. That it could be she could be hindering these kids. I mean, do you, have you guys thought of, ever thought about that? I, that was actually going to be my next question: Is do you feel like Abby's has broken their spirits and has maybe taken away some of the potential that they could have had because they're either afraid to try or you know just. It's like batted women. I don't, think it's, out. I don't think it's necessarily Abby, but I think it's the whole environment in general. Exactly. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. However, fame, there's only a good, well, there's a bad side to fame too, but I think that there's a huge opportunity for them. And I personally wouldn't let my kids quit because look at, they could do songs, modeling. Like it only helps you to have mm-hmm. more press, whatever you're going to do in life. Like it, like if you're trying to, if you're going to be, go be a, principal of a school like oh I was Nia from Dan or whatever that stuff does help you right. people remember you so I mean there is some sort of you know name dropping gets you everywhere it. It really does. <laughs> especially in LA right well, it's all about who you know totally or sleep with word Chris <laughs> I mean, as we heard tonight, Kelly was Kelly was saying I'm sad true, if Abby's a virgin. True. I'm going to give myself a check. <laughs> yeah, you should. I think I totally missed over that. Thing. Thing. I think I totally missed over whatever that was, and I'm glad it's that okay, I did. It's okay, Jen. You're still pretty, baby. It's okay. All right. Well, that leads me into the next topics of pyramids and favorites. Um, we've talked about this every single week, and... Today we got to hear a little bit of a different perspective from Abby about why she does the pyramid. And she says, you know, well, at least with this, I can show my kids where they're at and I can tell them and explain to them why that they're there. And, the you know, the moms are still pretty adamant that, you know, if anything, the pyramid makes it accountable for her thinking, that she does have favorites, that she is picking favorites. But I felt like she changed up the pyramid a little bit this she did. season. You know, we saw... A little bit a little is bit the of, key word. A yeah. little bit. And, you know, there are other forms rather than a pyramid that could be used. I'm sure there's so many different tactics and ways to but, evaluate people. But the show's so branded right now, and it's, it's the form of the show. If she changed up the pyramid, then people, viewers, like, what the hell? I mean, I think people gave, like, Maddie a lot of flack for always being on top. But what Abby said was she works hard, and she's a beautiful technician. I mean, 
the video doesn't lie. She's gorgeous on stage. So as much as everyone's upset that she's always at the top, if she has the hard work to back it up and she's still working hard and she's not getting complacent, then what's the problem? Exactly. It'll just make the girls work harder. And in the real world, like, Abby's just being real. As much Mm -hmm. as people think she's nasty, I had a teacher just like her, like, to the T, growing up. And she was right. There's always going to be favorites. There's always going to be people that are ahead of you whether they're better or not. You know? So that's, it. that's a question, though, to talk about as far as do you think it's best to put kids in a real-world environment at the age of six, seven, eight, nine, or do you think it's better to have them in a nurturing environment and then as they become mm-hmm. preteens or a little bit older, put them in that type of preparation for the real-world environment? It's a balance. I think it's a balance. I mean, I, I, I grew up, my father and my brother, and not to be, like, personal, but they were very, they were brutally honest about a lot of things. And, yes, it hurts, and I, I kind of thank them now for, I mean, for letting me, for having me cultivate, cultivate a thick skin because I think you can find a balance. You should nurture, but also have tough love. And like you said, Chris, Abby's just keeping it real. I mean, you you, you got to love Abby for that. You got to appreciate that and, and celebrate that, that she's just, she's doing what she has to do to make sure that these kids are going to be amazing. And, and she sees a that. softer side. Of course. It's you just, know, it's, it's her a hanging tough out with the girls, and she's like, yeah. when it's business, it's business, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have fun, we'll have fun. But I wanted to talk about Kelly, who now, I mean, I don't know their whole past relationship, but Kelly said, I learned a lot from Abby. Right. So despite the fact that she grew up under that tough love environment, she's still thanking her for yeah. it. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, well, I think that says a lot. The thing that I think that's unfair about the pyramid, though, is that Maddie and Mackenzie aren't competing against each other. So it's like, it's hard to, like, compare the two, unless it's, like, more formatted on like how good you are in rehearsal at practice and everything else which is not that's not always the case but I also thought that Abby was interesting when she said that the pyramid sort of reflects real life which we've talked a little bit she said auditions which you guys can speak to auditions when you're on the chorus line like that is there's a pyramid there too here's the best person here's the least if you're if I call your name please step forward if you're not step back and And like thank you and you don't get a reason and you don't you don't know what to work on so at least she's giving you that you guys all know like those sort of auditions are like brutal when you get cut I've personally never been cut, but still, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's horrifying in the beginning. Check for that like one. How did you know they're brutal? They don't do names though anymore at auditions. They, they they praise God for typecasting. You know, like you I know, mean, yes. we need. A, I love a good yeah. Typecast. A good, thank you for not wasting my time. I'm not going to say Ryan Allen Carrillo, you are a gay icon. Please step forward. No, but, <laughs> but Abby, I mean, because when You're they come famous. to L. A. When they come to L. A. or New York, that's exactly how it's going to happen. Either and it's not so much based on nowadays, even based on how talented you are. It's how you look. But they're going to come to L. A. They're going to line up and they're like, okay, if you're over six. If you're black, beautiful, and buff, and over 6'3", thank you for coming, which happens to me all the time. And <laughs> right. But the, those auditions are as brutal as they get, which right. is just like the pyramid. So, so that you might as well go with the real life. Well, Keep it real. And I have to say that it's... I am so irritated, and I think it's part of it has to do, because I had a teacher that was very tough love as well, but I'm so irritated when I see... Um, you know, whether it's, like, soccer teams or, um, like, any sort of child participation where everybody gets... Uh, a medal, or everyone right. gets a oh, ribbon. See, that's what you, right. Abby was like saying about people 13, getting 14th, 15th place. Trophies or, just for being, being born. born. Yeah. And I, I also judge at these competitions like all over the country. And when I was younger, there was it wasn't like that. My teachers used to tell me they would go to nationals, 150 jazz solos, first, second, third, honorable mention. Everyone yeah. else, have a nice that's day. How old were you back then? Back then, I wasn't even around for that. Oh. I was a kid. Like when my 
like when I was young. Like I think it seven. comes down to well, age appropriateness, though, because my son in Little League, like the first year, the kids are in kindergarten. They're all five and six years old. They get a medal for participating. It encourages them to have an award and to have fun playing. We actually don't even keep score. So right. the kids on both teams actually go away thinking that they won. They have no idea the outs the home runs or anything because nobody keeps league, score. You that's fine. There's, there's I think I mean, when you're in a younger category but the now little, yeah. all the kids like Everyone. like platinum. I remember when platinum mm-hmm. was like when I was 13 platinum like they gave out seven in a weekend like yeah. the highest medal. Now platinum has become the new like bronze and right. there's double platinum, triple platinum, oh, diamond yeah. platinum. Yeah. So and, and, there's too much. And of course with your question though I think that Abby lacks tact and I think she's not a good at the word technician of knowing knowing how to seamlessly and delivery. Yeah, delivery. how to blend the two and make sure because an effective leader knows how to lead tactful with with tact and and be effective in getting their mission across without. Um, wavering from their overall goal. Well, the thing I'm concerned about is you want to be real and keep it real, but you also want to keep hope alive as well. And you don't want the kids at this young of an age to interpret and start to defining, you know, start defining themselves as will I ever be able to do this? Will I ever be able to have her approval? I mean, she doesn't always use the best language. Or am I really stupid? Or am I, you know, like Kelly said. But I don't think she cares. Like, I don't think Do you think Abby, though, has issues of her own that I think maybe has that that are are coming out and That maybe she feels like um, this is her way of venting. She has some sure. demons. Was I'm Abby sure a large she... child, do you think? <laughs> she, had, she was a big girl. Well, regardless. It sounds like from what Kelly said. Yeah. It, it sounds like she was, but regardless, I feel like majority of the time, at least when we see her on camera, what she has to say, even if it is a little exaggerated, it's not like she necessarily just starts yelling at people for no reason. Well, like she, yeah, I mean, she there's sometimes with the kids, like when she's screaming at them out of nowhere, and like, you know, like I don't even think of a specific example, but she like reads the kids for for, like it has nothing to do with their dancing ability when she's really just trying to get a rise out of the moms and I always have said that from day one I don't think that's appropriate I feel she, like the kids handle it better than the moms do yeah, yeah. I mean do you guys agree because well, the moms even, they're not emotionally attached Abby also handles right. the moms a lot better <laughs> than the moms handle Abby because they say some very mean things about her whether it's her weight or the fact that she's, <laughs> she's single a whore or, or, or a virgin, yeah, and, you know, and she does either I mean, way <laughs> Yeah. Those are the types of things that if someone were to say that to me, like I would go, I mean, I wouldn't cry right then and there. I'd probably cry. Well, maybe she's crying outside. I don't know. So is Abby a virgin? Let's like go there for a minute too. Like what the hell was that? Nah, she likes, she likes big old Hey, brothers. big girls need love too. <laughs> but I mean, Lord have mercy. That was pretty funny. Abby actually, Abby actually is an attractive woman. In the she sense that she, yeah. Yeah, she has a lot, she she's powerful, and for some people that's sexy. I think Abby, I think Abby's sexy in the way she carries herself and her confidence. Yeah, she holds herself. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, she knows what's she's up. She's not apologizing for her size. I mean, or... I agree with Jason. <laughs> yeah. all of us over here do agree. What did you guys think about you know since Maddie is often the one that is put ahead of everybody? I cannot talk today. I don't know what is going on. I'm so sorry, but is Maddie being favored a little too much? Does she know how to lose? Because they did bring up some very great examples of how if Chloe gets picked in front of her, which let's face it, Chloe does, I think, have better technique. Maddie sure. has more emotion. She has more of the lyrical capabilities. But in terms of technique, you know, the um, Joffrey saw it in Chloe and the music video, she does have a light that Maddie really nothing compares. Maddie's absolutely... Does Maddie know how to lose? Maddie's absolutely favored. And they talked about it tonight when Abby cried 
for Maddie as she forgot her dance. We have never seen her cry for Paige, for Nia, for Chloe. We've only seen her get very upset at them, be very harsh. She even punished Paige by uh, not allowing her to do another solo. I don't think she, it's wrong to have a favorite, though. Do you, I, really, I think I really it's don't. natural. I don't I think, think it's have, professional. Does. I think it's, it's natural, but it's not but professional. It's, it happens all the like, time. Even in school, everything, everyone, like the teacher always has like a, f- a person they connect with. That's just how we are as humans. We uh, you connect with certain people more than others. But it Again, makes the other kids feel back bad. Back to tack, though. If, you know, if, it's not professional. If I... I I have favorite people as well. But if I'm in a room full of people, let's say like you guys are my favorite people and there's five other people who are not my favorite, I will tactfully know how to balance you guys all so it's not apparent. And where as we as you said earlier, Chris, Abby just doesn't give to, you know, she could care less. But yeah. I do think that Abby does favor Maddie. And what would be stellar and absolutely fantastic would be if Abby could learn to Put everyone's strength to work to her advantage instead mm-hmm. of saying, "Okay, well, Maddie." Like last week, Brian said, "Well, you know, you have your, you bring your A game. This isn't that." I think the Abby Abby Lee dance in her would be even that much more amazing if she would learn how to pull all the strengths together to have one cohesive group that would just slaughter. Versus saying, "Okay, we're gonna Maddie because she's she has emotion. She's not the best technician, but Chloe has a be, is, is the best technician, but no emotion. What is that?" Well, I mean, I think she does play to their strengths because they were talking yeah. about Nia in her the solo that. <laughs> But she said whatever her feet, her knees, her right. technique is not on point, so that's why mm-hmm. she gave her a fun solo like that. So I think it is good that Abby does play to their strengths. And even last week with the last text number, how there were different sections, you know, these girls do aerials, well these girls turn. I mean that's always gonna happen. But they should- But does she does she play to their strengths? Because I one thing we've talked about the last couple of weeks is that Chloe's music is not matching her strengths, or the genre of dance is not matching her strengths. Does she intentionally, or does she in general, give Maddie better choreography? I don't think she choreographs even one lick of the I mean, choreography. I, I mean, the same like devil pay that they started with last I mean, week. They all did the same devil pay, so I don't know if you could say that, but people are always going to execute things differently. So I don't think it's fair for the moms to blame it on the choreography. If it was like she had a professional coming and choreographed, and then Abby's just doing this one, you know, recycling old choreography. Then maybe they could argue. But so much the, the choreography. Choice. I think it's the music choice. It definitely is. You know, Maddie always gets like really, really good music that like pulls you in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Pulls, pulls you in. Dude. Yeah, that was great, right? You, you, you said pulls, pulls you, you in, in. <laughs> and then you let it marinate. It's like has to melt. Yes. Right. Reach. But do you know what I mean? But like, then she'll give some of the other people some ridiculous Smile. music. Wow. I mean, hold on. What was that, Giselle? Doing? <laughs> Go ahead, Giselle. She's living on the dance floor. Yeah. We're off the dance yeah. floor. Giselle's today. getting a check for that one. <laughs> no, but what I, to, to my point was saying was just that. I mean, Chris, you've seen <clears throat> schools or companies. I'm sorry that everyone is equally amazing. Everyone is on point. Everyone has is just as talented as the next person. I mean, it's, far, it's very far and few between, but it can yeah. happen. And I'm saying with Abby Lee being on the show and the notoriety and all the resources she has and the talent that, the raw talent that she has in the school, she should be working on making all these dancers equally as good as the I agree with you, one. Jason. She should be specializing. She should have Nia in those technique classes. Right. She should have Chloe in those expression, whatever it is, whatever the weaknesses are, she should be working on those individually with them. Don't and, you think, though, that like the, whoever the best is in the studio, they're always, that's just kind of how it is. Even in yeah. figure skating, say you pick Los Angeles Figure Skating Center, Michelle Kwan skates there, she is going to get the best routine there because she's the best skater by far. Like, whoever the best person is, they're getting the best routine, the best numbers. That's just kind of what it is. But she says that she's playing up the street. Even here, just that's take after Buzz, whatever, say, like, the whoever they think is the best host here is on, like, the best shows. They're always going to get, that's just how it is everywhere. Whoever the best person is gets the best office and, you know what I mean? It's just kind of how life is. Whoever the best is gets the best. Yeah, but... That's relative, though, who the best is. And the best is always Chloe changing. Chloe beat Maddie. 
I mean, but don't you think that Abby just wants her students to be winning, no matter you know if it's Maddie or Chloe? It's still her name and her reputation. She has an attachment to Maddie that's outside of dance. She says it's all kept in the studio, but really not. But to your point, you know, you said earlier that Maddie's the one that's been booking stuff. She was on Drop Dead Diva. She was the Joffrey Ballet. Like she's been booking stuff. But. No, no, no! It was Chloe, Chloe that got Chloe got the Joffrey Ballet. I'm not even Chloe got the music anymore. video. <laughs> <laughs> but Maddie did get the Drop Dead Diva. Maddie did get the Drop Dead Diva, but Chloe was actually the one. Whenever they do go to, you know, get recognized or week. get auditions, Chloe's gotten stuff too. So, do you guys think um, is Kelly going to stay? Of course, yeah, yeah she's got to stay. Come on. For sure. And uh, I just wish she'd get some smoky eye on those eyes. This, 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 this kill me. She I just wish she would like start smoking. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> just, that would just add her to her, She's beautiful. Her persona. I, she already drinks. I, I love know. Kelly. Kelly's probably my favorite mom because she's just full out. I mean, she kind of started to look like Jack Nicholson from The Shining. <laughs> okay, there was a few expressions where it reminded me of The Shining. <laughs> and she's so quick to yell and scream and make herself not, you know, look the best. She, she has history. Yeah. She needs a she break. She's got to sit back and watch this season and, and be like, have a breather before next. Regroup. Look how Melissa like behaved herself. You know, she didn't get excited, and maybe she, she's, she said like two words though. She was very quiet this whole episode. Didn't you guys think so? It's yeah. because she's well, because she was just she a guy married. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about herself. Right. I mean, she's a, she's the jump off. She's she doesn't want to hang out her dirty laundry right, in front of everybody. Usually, but all the other moms seem that they wanted to, which I don't agree with that either. Uh, like. Did she ask the other moms not to mention it? And they went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's not a friend. They say we're friends, but that's not a friend. I'm right. sorry. But on a TV show, it's, your life's an open book. They did say, though, that you know they may be catching on moms, shows, not, but they have each other's back. Now, what know. about that, though? Why is she engaged to some guy before he's divorced? What kind of example is this for her daughters? Can't she just <laughs> well, wait? Well, she said her daughters wanted it to happen. Well, what are you teaching them? <laughs> Well, who's, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Everyone's moral compass is different. Yeah. Well, there were definitely some awkward moments, and that one is def- is included in that because this this is the first time that they've done a reunion, and it was a little oddly cut and edited <laughs> uh, and oddly. Uh, strange. But yeah, that was one of the moments that was very interesting. Is that Melissa finally admitted that she was dating someone who whose divorce wasn't finalized to this day? It's still not finalized. And which the point was, she didn't really want to bring it up. Why'd she spill so much tea exactly. about it? Well, that she was like seven days, eight days, fourteen days, fifteen days. Like I'm like, don't keep going higher with the days. Right. <laughs> You're not helping yourself here. It's weird. And we have to know that there's so much that there's probably so many stories and other kind of drama going on that's not even aired on on television. That, right. Which is bad for the producers because you don't want to. You don't want your viewers to be wondering like, what are they talking about. It's just like if if, it's, if we don't know what's going on, don't put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is the never-ending show. You think there's only one more reunion show next week? <laughs> the week after that, we're going to be reviewing the Dance Moms books, each one of them. I know. Then we're sure we can get them we're on ne- iTunes. I'm never going to get a Tuesday night it. off. Well, the Dance Moms enough. music video. No, since we're talking about Melissa, what about that CD skipping? Do you believe uh, that? I think that's that a, was intentional. A bold accusation. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional. I probably think it just happened. And if I she didn't hesitate, she's a professional. Right. I mean, that's what you teach your kids. You keep going no matter pop what. Pop and happens. lock. You also, know? does <laughs> it legitimately make sense that she would go and admit that to Kelly if she did do that? Yeah. None of it. That whole situation is so, <laughs> so strange to me because on the one hand, we have seen Maddie perform as a professional and we have seen that in her rehearsals and in, you know, performances, but... I can I can agree. She didn't even flinch right. at all. And Maddie has shown hesitation before. Right. And so with that, I could I could see it, 
but I want to give them the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt that it wasn't. What would be the purpose of it anyhow? She I wins mean, at all she the competitions. Why would we skip her? Skips, you automatically win. That's not true. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if their music goes off and they keep going, right, and if you're they, good. they display the professionalism, then you'll get a couple of bonus points. You know, well, good for you. But like, not you're not going to win the whole thing, like because your music stops. Well, and yes, you guys know talent, Kelly also she you know? swore like on her, like her family and like everything else. And then what was uh, <laughs> she said? My mom. Right. And then Christy was like, "She's never lied to me, but Melissa's lied to me before." So I yeah. Mean, who knows? Well, no one loves liars, but you know we always love good comedy. And you know on Fox this next Tuesday, September twenty fifth, <laughs> comedy. We got to do the comedy's back. Tuesday stock, but nothing but fun, fun, fun times. Zoe Deschanel is back with her new show, New Girl. And there's two episodes. And the funny thing is that I actually love this show. I have the last season on DVD. It's great, great, great. It's one of the best new series of the year. And then there's a new one for the family called Ben and Kate. That's also a new breakout one. And then Mindy Kaling is back with the Mindy Project. I'm telling you, if you're looking for night first of last, time, I know. First time. If you're looking for Night of Laughs, tune in. Fox, September 25th, next Tuesday. It's going to be off the hook. Amazing. 25th, people, 25th. Amaze. balls. Uh, once again, check for your name. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, and then just you for you, d- I said it. You said it. You're okay. Awkward. Other awkward moment, back to these awkward moments, is, and we, I kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show, is that they they wanted to talk about fun moments. And I was hoping that they were going to have this whole little montage of fun <laughs> moments. Christy starts talking about her baby that she really wanted to have and Clara and how it was the studio's baby and there's this beautiful moment and then she just gets cut off. And, like, <laughs> it's time to go to commercial. <laughs> it's so like, bad. What did you guys think of that? Well, I think that just the editing in general, they're known for being, everyone tunes in every week to see Abby go crazy and one of the moms running out there screaming, crying. <laughs> and maybe one of the girls like, and getting, hurt, getting hurt. Like, that's Ooh. all they tune in for. I'm serious. So, like, if there's, like, a tender moment, it's like, nobody really cares. The real fans want to see stuff I would have like cared. No, I'm a real again, fan. The real fans, but like the the general public, I think who watches that, there's they want they they tune in for the drama. Well, it's like Honey Boo Boo like, winning the lottery and like being prim and proper, like eating. I mean, it's not this, you're missing the whole <laughs> point of the show. I disagree because it's like an AT and T or a Hallmark commercial. People like to cry too. They like yeah. the sentimental. I they really like got both. off. I got off on God. I really. Love <laughs> this is a very sexually charged I, I really side of the panel. I really I love going on Jason I, has three checks. I don't so. have one check by I my name. I'm like the Czech king. I always love seeing and, and hearing um, characters from a show be, show a different side because it makes them more more dimensional versus them being one dimensional. Like Christy, she sur- she sure she surprised me the most because she you always see her like you know out the neck and just you know like that gap in her tooth and just everything. And today she was very poised and she was just very she's very candid. I, I she went up on my her and Holly are by far my favorite. Right? Yeah, because she was just. I don't know, believable and relatable. And you understand, like, you got the method to her madness. And she was by far one of my favorite moms. Right. You can also see where that madness come from, comes from, though, sure. especially tonight, when she was able to articulate some sentimental thoughts, is that she really loves being a mom. And she wants to give Chloe everything that she didn't have. And she tried so hard to have the second mm-hmm. baby and is, you know, just dedicated to giving her kids a childhood that she didn't. Right. You know? But I, I wish that we would have seen more of that. I feel like they would have been There's more part relatable. Two. I, mean, I know like you part said, they, two, but then they, they, bring, in, off. they bring in Nakaya <laughs> yeah, and Kathy. It ain't Kathy. happening. It ain't yeah, happening. It's not happening. <laughs> How? I, I don't understand why, um, you know, really quickly, because you said we were going to talk about the Afro thing a little later. <laughs> That's right. I'm a little curious Let's do this. about that. Because that, that was next on my why list. Why does... Laquifa. <laughs> I get that uh, Holly, okay. have a problem with this. Well, Laquifa is a song from Shangela Laquifa okay. Wally, who is a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, who is a friend of one of the producers on the show. That's where the song came from. I, 
you know what? Okay, being a black male and growing up, growing up a black male and always being told I'm not black enough or I'm whitewashed or all this, 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 and that, I understand about stereotypes and perpetuating stereotypes. And I do think that um, Abby, Holly may have been out of line. I mean, I, it's all in good fun. And I don't really see the whole Afro thing being as offensive as or as ethnic as Holly. Mm-hmm. Po- because, I mean, that's probably... I, I mean, she could have went out there and did Root <laughs> or Amistad or right. something, and that would have been even more. But I do understand where Holly was coming from, saying that, you know, that, okay, fine, you we may get it, but other people may not understand, you know, that this is just a, a dance, and they may see it as being racially charged. So it could it could go either way. I think it was Holly's issue, though. I think yeah, it's coming it from somewhere within her. I think people think it's cute, you know, and I don't think people read into it that much. Well, Holly probably got growing up that, again, mm-hmm. you're a whitewash. You're not black enough, you know? Right. Well, she's also, Holly's very, very smart, and she's very, very, like, proper about everything lately. So she is, you know, I think she's trying to get steer far away from that as possible. But I also say that, like like you said, I think it's fun. Like, Beyonce, she had a huge wig in Austin Powers, right. Foxy mm-hmm. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. And, like, it's not, like, it wasn't so racially cute. charged. You know, it's, like, slapstick. It's funny. It's, like, ridiculous. And I think that's sort of where it went to. And, I, I mean, Beyonce's one of the most beautiful women on the planet. So, like, I can't really, you know what I mean? Right. But also, it's Abby totally made a really cute. good point that, when if Nia decides to go professional with <laughs> dancing, these are the types of roles that she's going to be able to fit. You know, if she wanted to do a Swedish whatever dance, she would pick Maddie or Chloe. But right. you know, and like you were talking about with auditions, you know, people know what they want. People do typecast. People, you know, are Constantly. looking for a certain thing. You know, you're not going to have Brooke or myself trying out for Dream Girls. Like right. it just. Wouldn't work. We're not Motown. It's just right. not even like work. a general pop artist. They'd be like, "Listen, they we want the cast to be very diverse, and so like, there's only one spot for a white girl. There's one spot for a black girl." I mean, there's been auditions in the past couple of weeks that are like two black guys, two Latin guys, two Asian guys, and you know, white guys. Did it's, you get the Asian part? No, you, I did not. It, Why it's, would just, I be Asian? it's just uh, you know, in Los <laughs> Angeles, wondering. this industry, this industry is very directly racially charged we, we, I mean it's just I go to auditions all the time where I'm, I'm told I'm not black for black networks where they tell me you're not black enough you're not urban enough for this this and that I'm like right. what the hell is that but apparently the demographic that they're appealing to are people that are like yo homie you know we, you know. so it just depends right. on what it, what it is and it's just again per- like perception is reality yeah. it's all about how you look your talent is secondary nowadays right. it's all about how you look and right it's Nia, a crazy business behind the scenes sure. it's more crazy and the viewers at home may not even the politics know. are yeah. ridiculous right. well let us know what you think join our conversation make sure you check us out on itunes rate us give us five stars we only have one show left but it sounds like rumors around after buzzes that we are going to have an after show for abby's ultimate dance competition so we will see make sure you check us out on itunes like us on youtube and then let's move into our last topic which is the special guests that showed up on tonight's show first we have Jill. Yes. Who, I don't know why she wasn't just there the whole time. Right. She's not one of the original four. She's not, but for she's the second season, she's, she's been there comer. throughout. I didn't understand why she was. She's she's in the credits, the opening credits of the Living on the Dance Floor. I had to do that once. <laughs> That's your favorite song. I know. Um, <laughs> I love how she had a short dress on, right? Short. Yes. I'm like, this girl has tight, 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 tight. Has she had work dress. done? Probably. She's like nipped and tucked. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, you think? think? So? Yeah. Speaking of work done, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of her Magic Mike moment that they showed? <laughs> I don't Good remember. for her. Good for her. Magic Eating Mike. the money out of the guy's pants. Oh, that's fantastic. Who cares? Um, <laughs> money you know, is so dirty. Those are, t- those are the kinds of things when it, you know, it's just a fun night out. That's a Tuesday night. What happens night. there stays there. <laughs> Supposedly, the ladies did not know that Kathy was there. 
they weren't expecting for her to be part of the reunion, so they were really surprised. I mean, okay, so when K- Kathy blew up the spot, though, really I, surprised. I love Kathy because Kathy, she is like the she's special, the iron fist and the velvet glove. She's like, you're a bitch. You're just a bitch. Deal with it, Abby. Like just the way she's everything's with a smile, and she's very point and sharp and and, and very direct. And I just right. dig that. And she gave credit where credit was due. Exactly. Like for the group number last week when they won, she said it was one of the most. Yeah, she's not delusional. You know, what so about I, that, I appreciate. What about that. that dress though? That was a little delusional. The gingerbread man. Dress. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't. And she threw water on Christy. Makeup was pretty good though. No, she, her hair and makeup was tea. You know that was nice, and she. I loved how Christy actually said, "I appreciate a good wit." Yep. And Christy didn't totally, you know, attack her, even though we saw this footage where she got water spilled on right. her, which is very produ- immature. Like, who are you? The producers probably yelled at her. You need to be more mean. Well, what is this? What is this? Basketball <laughs> wives? Yeah. Is Kathy classier than Abby? Yes. Definitely. For sure. Hashtag duh. I mean, but we don't see her in all her environment on the daily, you know? How we see Abby They're everywhere. They're both a mess. They're both a mess. <laughs> Who's a hotter Abby? mess? Huh? I don't know. Just by based on Abby's skull jewelry alone, I'd have to give it to Abby. But you know what? They all in defense. I like based, skull jewelry. Based on the over-the-top matching jewelry. Yes, right. that's just enough. In defense of all of them, though, we love them for who they are. Though of you know, course. like they're they're they're. Who watch the show? Their characters are great, and they 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 stay true to who they are too. They don't ever waver from from the, from from their own personalities, which I love. Because sometimes, you know, you watch these rally shows and like on the Royal Housewives, someone tries to be someone else or tries to be like, oh, I don't do that. These women are full out. Right. Authentic to a T, and you gotta love that. It's great television. And Everyone no how- except for Melissa, though. We really, she's kind of a mystery still. She's a little. That hair. You can tell when someone's holding back, and she's definitely she's holding, back. holding back. But you know, they all said that Kathy is like, um, what Holly said that Kathy gets asked the most about. Like, she's like, oh, how's Kathy in real life? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, Kathy is, regardless if you like her or not, she's very much a big character on that show. Definitely. What did you think of her um, explanation of what she thinks about dance moms and, and about Abby's dance moms and not doing the rhinestones and not, you know, what did you guys think about that? I don't have time to do rhinestones. <laughs> I mean, but she very, costume, she's very condescending, though, I, and yet she brought Vivi to Abby. Right. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense, period. It's like this bad dance soap opera. Really she brought is. Vivi to Abby because it's harder to teach your own child. And, Abby, and she gives Abby credit that she's great. Oh. And she maybe she has, a, she has a spy where she can get in there and get crazy. Maybe Jill's her spy. Maybe that's we'll season, three. season three. That's, yeah, that's true. Well, let's do a little news and gossip prediction slot. It's really After not, not, much. not much. I have some. The but I will say, I have to just give a shout out to Holly, who started following me today. But I'm a little <laughs> disappointed because she tweeted Ryan. She messaged Jason. And yet. Twice. Oh. No love over Where's here. Mine? And I'm always standing either. up for Holly every single week. Well, so, Giselle, today Holly, I love you. at 5.45 p.m. September 18, 2012, Holly wrote on my Twitter at JJC Forever, watch, <laughs> watch, just watch my very first episode of After Buzz this evening. You're very clever, and, and you guys are all filled with high energy. Thank you for noticing Nia's talents. And I wrote back, of course, my love, you're such a classy lady. And yeah, Holly, you definitely got a fan in Jason Carter. I got a little tweet, too, at Ryan A. Carrillo, and it said, watch my first episode of After Buzz this evening, so you obviously copied the first line of both of us. Um, it said, entertaining show. Thanks for your support of Nia's growth as a dancer, and I do support her from the beginning, and I did vote for you for Top Mom, so P.S. I love your head, sweet. 
So, Holly, we love you. I think collectively we gave you best dress this week on the reunion show. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll call in next week. Call me, maybe. We want some of the moms to call us. I mean, Jesus. What do we have to do to get a mom to call us around here? They're tweeting us. They're following us. But come on now. All right. Tell everyone where we can find you, Ryan. Ryan A. Carrillo, two R's and two L's on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, Ryan Allen Carrillo. Brooke. Queen BP333. And you can find me at Jason J. Carter and also on Facebook at Jason J. Carter as well. And Mr. Chris Canjero. At Chris Canjero on Twitter, no H, C R I S, and same thing on Facebook. And hopefully we'll have you back again. I would love to come back. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Giselle. You can find me at Giselle Ugardi on Twitter, Instagram, all those good fun outlets. Thank you so much for joining us. One last show next week, so get excited. Give us a call, join the conversation for 2425. 61729. See you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz <laughs> you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.